0: Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to take the time here to let you know that this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, there is a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing master, a production whiz kid. You can just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own personal producer at a very, very low cost. That'll be someone who can guide you, assist you, help you out with whatever you need to get your podcast off the ground. If you have an idea or a topic you want to talk about on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, it doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com, get started today. Take some of the hassle of starting a podcast off your shoulders and let the audio professionals at Pretty Easy Podcast help you out. Pretty Easy Podcast is where podcasters go to get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio at their disposal. Record from home or your office or anywhere, really. Pretty Easy Podcast caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up today, be heard, have some fun podcasting, and don't let a lack of technical knowledge hold you back. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today.
1: This is the future, this is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020.
0: XFL is cooking! It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined.
1: This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL!
0: Welcome, football fans. This is the week of November 17th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Allen. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week, the league hashed out some important details during a little get-together at the Stanford headquarters. This is episode 96. Talking League Summit! And a whole lot of great, 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 great content and news coming about the XFL this week that we got to sink our teeth into. Actually, I would say it might be the first week where we're leaving a ton of stuff just you know on, on the table here that we're not just we just don't have enough time to get into like I don't know how much time we have to break down the pickup game between Cardell Jones and Pep
2: Hamilton <laughs> Jake, I think we but, have enough time for that at least <laughs> but
0: there's there's a lot a lot of fun stuff coming out of the XFL's headquarters this week that we're going to talk about it is another week it is a week where we are only 12 weeks away from kickoff in 2020 and what what a time to be alive with the, the the league summit this week brian a lot a lot to sink our teeth into there
3: two shows alan i've been telling you this for a couple of weeks now it might have to be it might be necessary because with all the information that's coming out on a daily basis now we might have to re, uh revert back to two show back we never went to two shows we might have to go to two shows but yes the league summit all coaches in one spot at one time uh, a great uh time to be had i think at the league offices this week i was kind of bummed that i wasn't actually there for it brian can you re- can you report on any
2: fist, any fist fights between the coaches <laughs> no fist fights it's all and nothing it's all confirmed
3: for, no no i i'm pretty sure i can confirm that nothing like that happened at the league offices did you uh, tell Coach eight great minds to,
2: uh, to behave <laughs>
3: eight great minds getting together to try to come up with the best possible uh scenarios for the XFL in 2020
0: so we'll get all up in that that league summit where the coaches were all in Stamford and uh, a lot of stuff was talked about we'll get into all of that today we also are going to talk about xfl.com as a place you need to be going to I mean that that has been a complete 180 and then a 360 and then another 180 Jake in terms of what you get out of xfl.com these days especially when you think about where we were about a year ago on the website, the league's official website. We're going to talk a whole lot about that. And also a very interesting comment made on a radio interview by one of the voices of the league from ESPN, Steve Levy, did some radio talking XFL this week. And a really interesting quote we want to sink our teeth into this week with regards to the XFL just being good for football. We're going to talk about all of this today, and we'll have a good crisp interview We have yet to put it out on a podcast, an interview with the league president, Jeffrey Pollack, that we had during the draft. Bryant and I sat down with the league president, and this interview has been up on our YouTube channel for a while, but we never put it into the podcast, and for anybody who missed it, I think as a fan, this is one that fans absolutely need to listen to, Bryant, because we talked a lot about how this is going to be a different league when it comes to fan interaction and the league being a very different kind of professional sports league when it comes to how it treats the fans. This interview was really, really fun and it's been on our YouTube channel, but now we get to roll it out on the podcast for anybody who missed it.
3: Yeah, it really is an informative interview. I sat back and, and, and spoke with Jeffrey Pollock as a fan. I think you did too, Alan, We really we're just kind of engaged on the different things that would be becoming available uh, for people like you and I, uh, when we go to games, when we're at games for other people around, uh, the for season ticket holders you know people like that i think it's gonna be a great um some great information some great perspective i think you can also uh really take a take a listen from basically the man that is controlling all the uh, the presidents in a way that really isn't controlling them because he's letting them do what they want it was a really interesting interview i really liked it, it gives you some
0: perspective so make sure you stick around and check that out oh I, I cannot wait to play it and listen to it again and that'll be our good crisp interview of the week it's going to be a lot of fun on today's program. Remember, at XFL show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can go to the YouTube channel and the number to call seven two four five six five four xfl Call the voicemail, leave us a line, and uh, maybe we'll even play it on the air, on the show. Uh, we're not on the air. Podcasts aren't on the air, are they, Jake? What's the technical term? Uh,
3: they're in the cloud. So They, they, the can, they are- can be on your air, <laughs> I, I yes.
2: guess.
0: Just don't, don't spit hot air. Actually, you can say whatever you want. The XFL fan line is for you. 4 XFL. And last week's show uh, stemming from that, we've got a lot to live up to because the hype uh, about the XFL, the LA Wildcats in particular is real. Thanks to everybody for listening to the interview with coach Moss for the feedback and i'm still doing uh, burpees bryant that was so much fun and uh, we look forward to more great interviews with some xfl head coaches
3: coach moss is is, is a great man uh, and a great friend and he did some great hyping for the uh, the xfl wildcats the los angeles wildcats LA uh, last week stands so thanks
0: for excellence
3: go back and check that interview out it was it was a great um, energizer if you ever if you ever need some motivation in the morning i feel like that's what you can listen to Jake, you got your first crack at it, uh, just as live with the rest of the listeners, and you can attest to how much energy that man brings to just the microphone. Can you imagine what he's going to be doing on the field?
2: Oh, v- very intense. And uh, you know, Brian, I, I know some you know, some other people in the neck of your woods out there, and they were telling me that you were picking up uh, part-time jobs as crossing guards, or you know, trying okay. to crowd control people to get ready yeah. for the season. Can you confirm yeah. or deny me that? No.
3: See, now I don't feel like we're closer <laughs> than ever to the season because your sources are just way off this week. Last week I, I don't know that, on. that. This week, I don't know. I mean...
2: My source is a doctor. He
3: doesn't lie. I tried... I, You know what? The truth is is I stopped on the five freeway and tried to stop a semi with my bare hands, and I failed miserably. I am reporting now from a
0: hospital. Yeah, I would advise against that. From that. I'd advise against <laughs> that, Brian. You need to make sure you're in good health. Uh, we've got the, the leagues kicking off in 12 weeks. And when you do your burpees, make sure you got plenty of elbow room and space like Coach Moss did on his tweet he put out. Uh, Also on last week's show, I mean, we got to keep the hype going from that one. That was a really fun one. Uh, Maybe this will get us really going because the poll we put out, uh, we have some results. We asked you, the the football freaks of America and the world, uh, which XFL team starting quarterback job do you think is most up for grabs? Uh, a lot of people voted on this one. I know I, ge- I changed my vote a few times. What what did everyone say? Which team was it, Bryant? We've gave uh, four distinct uh, scenarios for different different teams that we really see a lot of opportunity for uh different quarterbacks to maybe win the job. What did, what did people think?
3: Yeah, I think we had some locked positions, right? We feel like Dallas um D.C. and L.A. are pretty much a lock. New York might be the only question mark, but I still think Matt McGloin is going to start out there uh, in New York. We gave the four teams of Seattle, Tampa Bay, St. Louis, and Houston. We basically said which quarterback position was most up for grabs, and with 40% of the vote, uh, Houston Roughnecks, uh, which, you know, as you know, took Connor Cook at number two overall in the uh, draft, uh, as the, uh, the team with that most likely has the QB position up for grabs.
0: There you go. Houston. I thought they would win, but I actually changed my vote to Tampa. I don't know. I was I, I th- it was probably cuz I was watching some uh Taylor Cornelius highlights and I got really excited that Vince sent me some links and that's that swayed my vote. <laughs> what what did you vote, Bryant? Did you did you cast your official vote my for Houston? My original
3: vote was for Houston, but uh, again, that's just more I'm, I'm going to stick with Houston, but I I feel like the other battle that I'm that that I'm going to see is in Saint Louis,
0: and I'm pretty sure my my with, um, br- I'm pretty sure my brain is 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 working this week because I do recall Jake saying Houston as well. Or am I crazy, Jake?
2: No, you're right. That that's what I did mention last week on the show, and we were discussing it. I, I hope we didn't sway any of the voters, or you know, maybe they're just seeing the same signs that we are taking. The hunt. That, i hope girls. we didn't swear anybody <laughs> so, so jake how, how would we know any better than anybody
0: we're you know we're <laughs> all speculating on these they haven't even hit mini camp yet well, well
3: jake hasn't maybe jake needs to reach out to his resources or his sources excuse me and, and figure out maybe what what the quarterback rooms are like alan if i can read some of the comments that we saw on twitter i just want to give some feedback uh, some people were saying that it's a brand new league so in theory all positions are up for grabs I don't know if I really stand by that one too much I,
0: you I, guys? I think a coach will tell you that uh I think you know these coaches will say we love you know we love Landry Jones but by no you know he's got to go in there and and win the team over I'm sure you got they're gonna say that but yeah I I think the uh, all the jobs theoretically are up for grabs but I think for sure you know there are some that are pretty much locked in you know barring some sort of crazy event like some other big name quarterback gets signed or god forbid injury
3: (laughs) well the other thing Jake maybe I'll throw this one to you is someone had alluded to the fact that these quarterbacks that were assigned to these teams perhaps are getting paid more than the drafted quarterbacks so that defaults them into that starting position i don't think that at all especially if you're talking about putting the best possible product onto the field
2: yeah i i don't have that information but i just know that you know whenever you get a big graphic on xfl.com saying you know this quarterback is assigned to this club (laughs) I, i think by default that tells you that they're you know the league intends that individual to start on week one for them theoretically it's gonna be super yeah, yeah, fun yeah. to
0: watch i'm telling you but it's, we're it's seeing, still up to
2: the still up to the coaches
0: and, and that might make it i mean does that make it these these kind of quarterback competitions even more uh interesting than like a regular old nfl quarterback comp- competition where you know even the backups making a, a ton of money if it's is it that big of a difference we'll see um but I think those four teams you put on the poll, Bryant, definitely there's some doubt. Uh, You know, even barring the fact that guys are getting paid more, who knows uh, how that situation will go, Uh, especially in Houston, which I think we all expected to win. But fun poll question there. Hopefully we'll come up with another one here throughout the conversation on this week's show.
3: Where football goes to be reborn. Where football goes to be reimagined, Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL show's Patreon, guiding you to February 2020.
0: Let's get into this week's conversation, starting with some really, really fun stuff coming from league headquarters, both news-wise and on the interwebs, because XFL.com is like a completely different website. We need to discuss it. Let's start it off in this week's cover two, going for two, go for two, and the lead. All right, XFL.com. I think we could all agree. Uh, a year ago from today, uh, Jake was a place where you know it was it was a website.
2: Yeah, it, you know, it was in the making. I guess you can say, but do you remember just the way we were gushing over stick figures? (laughs) Yeah. Oh (laughs) yes. I I, I, I remember it like it
0: was yesterday.
2: (laughs) And there is just so much more on there. You know, like you said, you got pickup basketball games. uh, (laughs) You got old Tommy photos. You got one in a million catches. You got head coaches on here. Feel good stories and even this is the XFL show.
0: Uh yeah, we're we're up on there a, a few times and the the fact that you bring up the stick figures is great. That was like the first real big video the league put out at all on social media, right? Short little I don't video. Do remember that one? Talk, was joke. One? It was like poking fun at the Super Bowl. It was, it was like during. It was like
2: right before the Super Bowl. Remember yeah. his little black and white stick figure videos. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm oh, digging whatever. through our
3: archives here, and I'm seeing that a year ago our show was about optimum scouting. So a big moment in the XFL's history. But you're right, nothing really on the website uh, a year ago. So we so would see go what's happening nuts now for is
0: 15 quite... second videos. We'd like, we'd do whole episodes <laughs> on. All right, let's break down each second. But now XFL.com <laughs> is chock full of cool stuff. Fun videos for you to learn more about players, coaches, your team for whatever team you're going to be rooting for. I mean, I was on there and I was like for, you know, I, I got lost in the in some Tampa Bay Vipers stuff they have on there uh, because they do a roundup kind of of all the social media from all the teams, which is getting just more and more entertaining, all sorts of fun stuff, bizarre stuff, too. Do you see the Battle Hawks? put out like some sort of like it looked like a spaceship flying through St. Louis. I don't know what that I don't know what that was about, but the Vipers put out a cool thing with Aaron Murray, their quarterback, and Mark Tressman doing, you know, a Q&A type thing and Aaron Murray having fun with hashtags. Like I get lost in that kind of stuff. And I think the fact that the league's website is now it it feels like an official league website, a place where you can go and kind of get lost and have a lot of fun. It's almost like a football theme park. And I, I really think fans need to be jumping on xfl.com now, Jake. It's officially the official place to be
2: to to follow the XFL. Now, let me ask you this: Did your fiance have to yell at you to get off xfl.com and do your homework? She did. She did. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) get
3: over here before your dinner gets stone cold.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's
0: there's all sorts of fun to be had on xfl.com. I'd say. Pretty much, it's essential right now if you're following the progress of the league. Like if you've been following our show for 96 episodes, uh, you need to be going to xfl.com now each and every single day. If you're if you're diving deep into it like we do, I mean, this is now a, a place to be. You have to fi- if you want to know what's going on with the league, you go straight to the source now. And it's it's got all sorts of fun, awesome stuff there. Reddit and the other sites are fun. When when the league is given access the way you you know they are to fans, you want the official uh website to be what it is growing to be right now, Brian. Do you guys remember when you would go on XFL dot com and then that
2: video
3: would automatically play as soon as you <laughs> first got onto them? Well, yes,
0: because <laughs> yeah. I had to, it, it actually caused me to I, ed- I do a lot you. of editing within the show. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> uh you're right though all those other websites are still great don't get me wrong you know there's a lot of great information out there a lot of perspective from different people and sources and and whatnot but the xfl is really making this a platform for you to go and, and really learn as much as you can about the league about the players about coaches about uh, people's driveways you know there's a the great thing about pat mcafee out there uh interviews with the president uh heather brooks carrots as well as um Uh, His name escapes me from Ryan Gustafson. I'm going to get really good at these names. I promise one day where I'm going to get them all right off the bat. But uh, Ryan Gustafson in Seattle, he had a sit down interview with Oliver Luck, which is really good. So it's really becoming a great source for videos, for articles. Uh, Don't forget about their shop. That seems to be growing every single week. Uh, Really a lot of great information on there. So go check it out, uh, Alan, because I, I, I bought my dad a tablet for Christmas last year and it's like he discovered the internet and he's like always on it now for the very <laughs> first time in his life. This is what XFL.com is for me. I can go on here and get lost for hours.
2: I can buy shoes on my computer.
3: Oh. You can buy- I'll tell you guys off- you can- offline what kind of stories I have about him <laughs> discovering Google too. It's been great.
0: You could buy, buy a DC Defenders hat if you want, Jake. I know you're still deciding what team you're going to root for. I mean, yeah, the website's got cool stuff, but besides the shop though, I mean, I'm just like fascinated with how they're approaching like the around the XFL stuff. They're, you know, kind of doing roundups of news with anybody. Like, like I watched a really cool local TV interview. Jonathan Hayes did um, right there on XFL.com. They're kind of compiling everything related to the league and it's kind of becoming a one-stop shop. And of course you've got the, the formal press releases there as well, which are very important. And there was one this week, the, the partnership with champion data uh, Bryant that, you know, we, we're at the draft and we saw the the champion data people there from Australia we were, were there at the draft and they're here now uh officially partnering up with the league uh and their company is uh partially owned by the Aussie Rules Football League Jake so that means that uh you know th- there's a there's kind of a link between the XFL and the AFL in Australia and I don't know if you know about those guys but those players in in Aussie rules football. Like, they're legit athletes. Like, athletes. I mean, maybe there'd be a pipeline of awesome Aussie players to the XFL. Who knows? But maybe this... a talent <laughs> trade or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this partnership <laughs> is super exciting. I know the league is like super, like crazy pumped because uh, this is like a legit, a legit entity in terms of uh, like working hand in hand with leagues to, to create like, really really awesome ways for fans to interact with stats and really w- cool ways for the league to to you know just put everything out there on display in terms of what's going on on the field and it's going to be fascinating i think to see how they work with the teams and and how you know everybody's able to interact and of course eventually you know the fun thing fantasy xfl hopefully so i'm sure this will play a part of that and according to the press release the partnership will provide the league with in-depth statistical collection and reporting, advanced research and analysis, and editorial services. So Champion Dad is going to be a key partner in terms of helping you know what's going on by the numbers in the XFL, which is so important to so many people who, just like Bryant, only believe the numbers when it comes to football for some reason.
3: <laughs> That's not 100% true on my side, is it? I do quote. I, I do look at the eye the eye test. Too, listen, don't, don't listen. I? If you were
0: going by the eye test, you would have known the Rams would have lost to the Steelers, but you didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> uh, if you go listen to our, this is not the XFL show on
3: Twitter. I mean, I'm sure on Patreon, you would know that everyone here picked the Rams to, to lose uh, to beat the Steelers. But anyway, uh, look, I love statistics. I love that they're going to give us. It seems like some access to these statistics as fans. Uh, it's a great part of the game because you do want to know who's you know who's the all time. Uh, rushing leader in college, and now are they are they the all-time leading rusher in the XFL? You're going to see all these statistics in probably a different way that you're not used to. It's going to be very innovative, I think, and, and this is a good partnership for the for the XFL, and, and hopefully moving forward, uh, they can come up with other ways to get fans' engagement into these statistics and make them available. You know, Because if fantasy football becomes a thing here in the XFL, statistics are huge for that type of stuff. So if you can get exports and, and things like that for fans to dive into themselves, I hope that's what they're able to provide with this new partnership.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, when people, especially with, we're talking about the uh, in-stadium experience, they are going to be working with all the venues, champion data. And when you go to an XFL football game, you want to totally immerse yourself in what's going on on the field and all the the. You know, extra incentives. They're, the league's going to be giving fans to go out to the stadiums to to watch these games, and Champion Dad is going to be all a part of that experience too. So this is a very important partnership. A press release put out. If you want to learn more about it, it's on XFL.com, which is awesome. Like everything related to the league, there's no more in the dark. There's no more searching for radio interviews. Jake, it's all there. I am. I, I feel like this is like really a a low key, as the cool kids say. Uh, important moment this week where I, you know, it just clicked XFL.com has it all. There's no more, you know, excavating information, at least for our show or for normal fans who were interested in the XFL. There you go. XFL.com is where it's at.
3: Yeah, and it's going to make our lives a lot easier, too, when we're putting this show together. I'll tell you that much. So XFL.com is really just somewhere to – thank you. Thank you, yes. XFL.com.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would probably say selfishly that's, selfishly, the, best. that's yes. the, best part, <laughs> the best part about it for sure, um, trying to cover the league and talk about it each week. Yeah, the website's making it that much easier, but even more so as a fan, that much more fun. Second part of our cover, too, this week, the Summit in Stamford. Uh, I mean, this this is really cool and was, you know, this was a, a behind kind of closed doors, a very important league event, but not in, you know, like a draft event or anything, Jake. This was, uh, you know, kind of team building, uh, team, team uh, you know, getting on the same page also in terms of some big things that are out in front of the league as a business and for the first time, all the head coaches in the league were at headquarters at the same time. This, I would say, was kind of the equivalent of the NFL's spring meetings is what it sounds like from what we've heard from sources and everything that went down at the summit in Stamford is what we're tagging it as here on the show. All the head coaches were there and a lot went down in terms of getting ready, for all the next big steps for the league. A lot to sink our teeth into here. First thing, Jake, all the head coaches were there. Uh, do you think any fisticuffs were thrown? Probably not.
2: No. Well, that's that's what I wanted to know. Uh, you know, rivalries starting <laughs> early, at least inside, you know, inside the great state of Texas.
0: What's with your I team mean, saying that on Twitter about my team? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're right it, it could stop or, or you know maybe these coaches are going to go back and they're going to you know they're eventually going to try to hype up their players in uh in camp and tell them about you know that somebody else was bad-mouthing their squad <laughs> and, and that, you know our, our offensive line weighs more than yours or, or something <laughs> like that so uh you know uh, rivalries can seemingly start anywhere but but in all fairness this was probably very civilized you know a lot of these uh, i would i would have to guess that some of these individuals have never met in person uh, with each other before and i th- you know i think the lee would also you know i I bet the rule book is basically set in stone right now, but they're probably just getting some uh, other suggestions, maybe some feelers about uh, maybe <laughs> drastic rule changes that they're looking to do differently from leagues that these these guys have coached in
0: so having gotten to go to the draft, Brian and I met, met a lot of uh, uh, people i would I would call friends are there are they're league sources but there are are friends at the league who Bryant, you know, during this week with all the coaches there and all the talk about the rule book that happened, uh, people were, you know, texting us, uh, you know, I touched the rule book today because we were like some of the first people to see the rule book, at least just the cover. And now it's, it was, it was a very big part of what went down in Stanford this week. Well, I will, ha- I will say this. Yes, this
3: might be the first time. And also, I like um st- the Stanford summit. Maybe, maybe we get, we'll talk about that out there, but I will say that although this is the first time all the coaches met in one place at one time in Stanford, I guarantee this is not the first time that these eight men have talked about this entire scenario for the first, like, you know, all together, all together on a conference call. Yeah. They have, they have gotten
0: together before they have, uh, but in terms of being at the official league headquarters
2: though, that had never happened until this week. You think they all rented a cabin in Northern California for, for a weekend? (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'm telling you Oliver Lux, uh dining room table in Houston is I'm sure is what it is uh no the, the, this is the first time they probably all got together the rule book seems to be almost complete it, 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 they're they're dotting their eyes and they're crossing their T's really at the very end with this rule book so I can I can feel it it's coming out people are holding it in their hands alan we saw it in our presence it's happening uh, just give it a little bit more time and, and it'll be here for all of us to to enjoy uh I guess we're going to enjoy it with like a cup of cocoa over our Christmas trees probably is what we're going to under our Christmas trees. Oh, maybe that's what I'll do. I'll wrap mine and put it under my Christmas tree and then open it Christmas morning.
0: Uh, I'm, I, I I'm excited for Jake to read it. Like he's doing the yeah. night before Christmas poem. It's going to be great, <laughs> I, Brian.
2: I don't know how you have that strength to wait.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you want to hear some more of what went down with the rule book because it was talked about at this, at this summit in Stamford And, Uh, Not only were the coaches there and all the all league officials, football operations, everybody, uh, but also Dean Blandino, who's going to be involved in in the league in terms of the rules, uh, obviously was, you know, head of referees for the NFL, works with Fox now, was at uh, the Stanford Summit discussing rules with coaches and football ops uh, this week. And uh, yeah, consider this this week was kind of like the. The, the, the very of a very important final get together before these important things like the rule book officially being, you know, stamped as the rule book for the first season. And of course, before other other key things like mini camps being announced. And speaking of that, uh, mini camps, we can can also confirm we can confirm that right now uh, that the location and dates officially for mini camps will be made uh, public on Monday. Uh, after the show drops, so football Sundays, the show drops. So if you're listening on a football Sunday on Monday tomorrow, you will know where mini camps are, what dates they are, and uh, the league was also during this this summit, uh, kind of hashing out the details of what that will be like, what's going to go down in terms of the teams and the uh, you know the more boring stuff fans don't care about and, and like players becoming a part of the team officially, but also. Uh, fans themselves was discussed this week, and if you're a fan and you planned on hitting the mini camp, if you go, expect a different experience. If you plan on attending the the league this week, was discussing that Bryant, they're going to make these mini camps, training camps for the XFL, more than just fans just walking around a, a field as players train. This is going to be a fun time where fans are going to go there and see some cool stuff
3: yeah and i've i've talked to some sources as well at you know at the la office and it's been uh, it's going to be a great interaction for fans right this is not just something that people are going to read about or maybe hear about on on espn or anything like that you're going to get the actual ability to go to these things and and interact with these teams i mean i've talked about how i go to these meet and greets at you know local bars and stuff and and I joke and I kid about Winston Moss being one of my good friends, but I, I literally talk to that man as if he's a friend when I'm there at those things. So, you know, if you go to these mini camps that you're going to get unprecedented access to these players, coaches, and just different things that you're not expecting from fans. So the huge announcement coming this week about locations and what to expect is really something that's going to be geared towards the fans. Yes. It's going to help put a great football team on the field, but on the other side of the coin, it's going to also help fans get inner uh, be interactive with these teams going into the season in 2020.
0: Yeah, so we're we really anticipating next week for that announcement and next week's show, obviously, a lot of reaction to that and talking about that. Um, also, during the summit in Stamford, Jake, there was a q and I don't know if you saw. They posted some of it on social media. It was pretty entertaining stuff, like Bob Stoops talking about his wife forcing them back out into the work into the workforce Um uh, but I can't uh,
2: stand you get out there and get a job
0: <laughs> but uh also uh you know reports from from these q a's and also from the coaches being there uh talking about the rules and everything going on uh friends at the league jake were saying that the coaches seem to be pretty excited with what's planned for overtime and the kickoffs and the rule books in general and how you know how they're kind of Carve in it out to be a little bit different to reimagine the game. When when you get that rule book officially posted, do you anticipate your reaction overall being positive? Because you're the negative Nelly on the show. I'm most interested in your reaction when that thing comes out. What are you preparing yourself for?
2: I think I'm going to be pleased with it uh, as long as we don't have overtimes. You know, where you can be scoring four or five or six points uh, or whatever it is. I'm going to be happy. Kickoffs, I don't think there's much different you can change about that. At least we're going to have kickoffs, and that's going to be good enough for me.
0: I, well, I don't know about, I, I don't want kickoffs. Yeah. I want kick returns.
2: Kickoff returns. Yes. Well, yep. Okay. Well, they're going to have kickoffs so they can be returned.
0: <laughs> I, I guess I, we're, we're, I we're splitting hairs.
3: I'll say this. I'll ask the question. I asked, because kickoff rules have been out there for a while, and I asked somebody what, um what what happens on touchbacks what are we gonna do on touchbacks and the the response i got was we are not going to have touchbacks and i was like, looked and they're like well i guess rarely but they're they're not expecting touchbacks or expecting returns jake i don't know how you cannot be excited for that play you're, you're, you're brushing it off you're to the side no, like it's just nothing Kickoffs no, is whatever it's a kickoff return that we're gonna get back in football
2: no i'm happy that there are going to be kickoff and and kick returns i am <laughs> <laughs> then I mean what, what else can you say? I I don't want to see somebody taking a knee. It's but...
3: not what you could say, Jake, it's how you say it. It's all good. Though. Let's Maybe we shouldn't have Jake read the rule book. He's just going to be like kickoffs kill him from the 25. Overtime feel, is three snaps from the yard line.
2: I, I had a big bowl of chili for supper. I'm I'm a little heavy right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's end let's end our talk about the su- summit in Stamford. Oh, uh, with this, this is totally speculative. Um, but with everybody there, a lot was talked about. The rules, many camps, you know, every, you know, all the next big steps. But if you had to bet, Jake, on one coach being a pain in the neck, kind of like you, and fighting against something in this rule book, which coach do you think it would be?
2: Well, I think coach Moss uh no disrespect would be the most vocal uh or or the you know he has the potential to be the loudest but I also think coach Stoops just with his pedigree he holds you know uh a special aura where if he doesn't like anything perhaps he was fighting back against that the most but I I don't think I don't think there was a shouting match or anybody stood up from there from their chair for any of them I
0: I could uh, (laughs) I don't know like he didn't – he he seemed like to take it all in stride. We talked to him, Bryant, but I feel like a 25-second play clock for a guy like Mark Tressman, I would speak up if I'm an offensive guy. Like, I, how am I supposed to have my quarterback call audibles? What are we doing about this? I don't know. I don't think any of these coaches are going are gonna to object to some of the rules we've heard about. Uh, apparently, they're all on the same page, but – I would guess one of the offensive guys is probably got to be thinking about how fast this game is going to be going to be played and whether or not it's too fast for their offense. Because there's going to be a lot asked of these these uh, quarterbacks, especially in terms of running the offenses.
3: I'll, I'll second that in the sense that I don't think anybody's really going to throw up that big of a fit for any of these rules but i i could definitely see coach moss saying something just to spite the other coaches <laughs> and have a little fun with this to to antagonize these coaches just a little bit it's like the the 12th juror that says not guilty cuz he wants to enjoy his lunch it's what moss is doing he's going to disagree with something just to just to 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 rile up the coaches just that much is probably what i see the most at
0: i him. i could i could picture winston moss like arguing in favor of hand checking for
2: defensive backs
0: <laughs> what about my defensive backs well, are they going to be able to you know, I get physical with these receivers, actually. I could what see that hold, argument.
2: Holding <laughs> is an automatic ejection.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, coming coming out of the, the summit in Stanford, a fun tweet. And we love HBK. Heather Brooks Carrots, one of our favorites. We love Ryan Gustafson for what he's doing on Facebook and with his Q&A sessions, his AMAs for the Seattle Dragons. But Kurt Hunziker. Of the this of the St. Louis BattleHawks might have the best Twitter game in ter- uh, of of all the league executives of the team executives, put out a tweet a picture of everybody all the coaches and everyone at uh, the headquarters in Connecticut and said quote Captain amazing week at XFL HQ the next few weeks will be so much fun especially the redacted the incredibly redacted redacted and of course what everyone has been waiting wanting the redacted also i'm a foot shorter than coach hayes i mean (laughs) that is like top notch that's that's great that is very good twitter right there by by president hunziker it's almost like a mad
2: libs except it's not fun at all (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, it's a lot of fun. Jake Jake, if if it if it weren't for xfl.com and all the news out, this entire episode a year ago would have just been decrypting Kurt yes. Hunziker's tweet.
2: <laughs> Which doesn't sound like a bad <laughs> idea, you know. For a for a different uh, a different episode.
0: Well, the team president of I the know- Battlehawks is 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 a lot of fun on Twitter. i recommend him as a follow, Bryant. I know you have issues with that team already, but You should be following the dude. He's awesome.
3: Uh, Yeah, I'm following you now. And I just thought of something really cool. I just really I looked at this picture that that you're talking about, and the coolest part of this picture right now, and maybe a little selfish here, is that I know exactly where they're standing in the office. Like I'm pictured
0: in my mind. You've been in the office. You have. Yeah, you were there for the draft, (laughs) and uh, that's a good segue because coming out of our cover two, we can now take it to this week's good crisp interview, which was conducted. During draft week, and if you don't subscribe to our YouTube, do it! You should be on our YouTube channel. This is the XFL show on YouTube. Uh, But if you don't, or if you just haven't gotten to it yet, we conducted an interview that's been sitting on YouTube since the draft with the president of the XFL, Jeffrey Pollack, and we talked a whole lot about fan interaction and everything the league plans on doing in terms of getting fans involved with the xfl this was one of the more fascinating conversations bryant and i were able to have during our time in stamford at the headquarters and we're airing it for the first time here on the podcast for all of you this is xfl president jeffrey pollock in this week's good crisp interview welcome football fans this is the XFL Draft. This is the XFL's YouTube channel. We've taken it over the entire time. Alan and Bryant from This is the XFL Show. And we are ready to get into some fan engagement because that's what this league is all about. This league's all about engaging with fans. We are fans here ourselves. And we are with the president and COO of the XFL, Jeffrey Pollack. Thank you for joining us today.
1: It's a pleasure to be with you. It's been great to meet you over the last day or so, and I can't thank you enough for uh, what you've been doing and, and the way you've been engaged with uh, the fan community really from the beginning. It's um, it's awesome, and uh, I think it just speaks to the potential of the XFL because there is an audience for more football, and that's what we're focused on providing. But But great to be with you.
3: That's kind of what we saw mm. back in the – uh, January of 2018, we wanted more football and we got it with the XFL, so we started this show, and ever since then we've basically been ending it with the phrase we're listening, right? Or they're listening the XFL. So what does that mean? As a fan, what can you expect when the XFL says that they're listening?
1: Well, I'm glad that you are listening and, and we share uh, that that sentiment because we're listening too, and we want to listen. Um, I mean, just to, to step back for a minute, this is all about Doing something for the love of football. That's that's why the XFL exists. That's why Vince McMahon um, has created uh, the XFL and is funding it and has given us uh, the blessings of time and resources uh, to prepare for uh, the launch. Um, so so what we're focused on is is bringing that sentiment to life in every possible way. One of our core tenants is making sure that we are a fan-first organization. And one way to be fan-first is to make sure that we're listening to the fan, we're creating opportunities for the fan to let us know what they think. Um, and that's something that we're going to institutionalize in our operations. Uh, there's going to be uh, a, a national uh, body, if you will, uh, for fans to Uh, share their perspective and point of view and that's just one way that we are going to be listening at on another end of the spectrum I think as you know our team presidents have been out in the marketplace Mm -hmm. and some are going to local bars and restaurants and holding you know informal office hours and inviting fans however many there may be to come and talk and share and that's at the other end of the spectrum so it's going to be through both technology and a high personal touch that we're going to engage with our fans, and we already are.
0: Yeah, the boots are already on the ground, and they're you know he's go, Bryant's going to every fan engagement uh, with the LA Wildcats, and they're, they're, they look like a blast. I want to know for you personally, Jeffrey, what piqued your interest with the XFL, and the main reason maybe why you got involved.
1: Well, it, it really is to do um, something that um, I, I think uh, hasn't been done before in the way that we're doing it, right? And, and that's a piece of it. Um, my career in sports has been uh, focused primarily on uh, being involved in these unique moments of time uh, for, for brands and for startups. Um, and this seemed to be a great combination of all that. But what really was the determinant for me was uh, meeting with Vince McMahon and hearing his vision uh, and understanding his commitment to this, um, and I walked out of it, out of there, thinking, um, you know, it, it would it would be uh, something I regretted if I didn't do this. Um, and it's just been a, an awesome experience so far. We have the best commissioner we could have in in Oliver Luck. Uh, I think we've done. Uh, phenomenal job hiring uh, rock stars from throughout the sports and entertainment and technology industries, uh, and now the fun part is uh, you know bringing it all to life, and and now more and more in real time what's happened in these offices and in our teams uh, team offices over the last day and a half has just been extraordinary as we now have players and you know initial rosters and um, it's all coming to life and and I'm just so honored to be part of it.
3: A partnership that we've talked about on our show quite a bit is the partnership that you did with Elevate Sports. Can you talk about the importance of having them as part of this journey to to help with fan engagement and and ticketing and everything?
1: Well the Elevate deal was was really uh, an, an indication of how we're attempting to think differently about the business that we, uh, we create. Um, and, and we decided that as we you know look to stand this league up and, and really launch you know, a hundred year brand, um, we would be well served to surround ourselves and engage with um, the best minds in the business as it relates to uh, ticket strategy, and uh, promotions and marketing, um, and that's what Elevate represents as far as we're concerned. Um, Elevate brings with it um, engagement from the leadership and ownership of the 49ers, uh, not an insignificant organization. Um, Leadership and the complete commitment of Ticketmaster, uh, a company that uh, knows uh, better than anyone uh, how to engage the ticket buying public, uh, and they have a long history uh, doing that, um, and 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 others uh, that that you know have allowed us to benefit from extraordinary executive experience and and uh, leadership and and thought, and um, and we're very happy with that partnership.
3: Well, that partnership is hopefully going to bring as many season ticket holders as possible. And if there is a pending season ticket uh, holder out there who's thinking th- about getting those tickets, what kind of uh, benefits or special privileges will season ticket holders be getting or maybe even on details can they expect those types of things happen
1: well let, let me before it, you know talking about special benefits let me talk about the mo- most fundamental form of access right so if if the first tenant of how the xfl is operating is about being f- fan first the second tenant is being ultra accessible that's how we talk about it internally and ultra accessibility for us um, has to include the most fundamental form of access, and that is the ability to afford a ticket to a professional sporting event, uh, a world-class professional sporting event. And uh, the, the ticket pricing, the season ticket member pricing that we revealed a couple of weeks ago, uh, I think uh, makes good on our desire to respond to the fan feedback that we've heard, which is we want an experience that is affordable uh, for families, uh, for fans, their friends, uh, and for people that have never been able to afford um, a ticket to a professional football game. Um, we want to make sure that that most fundamental form of access is completely obtainable in all of our markets. And I think our pricing structure um, uh, you know, will, make that, will help make that happen and makes good uh, on our desire to live up to that expectation that we've set.
0: I absolutely think it does. We spent an episode, of, two episodes ago, I think, just gushing over the prices because, I mean, it is absolutely affordable, especially when you compare it to any other professional sports league these days. So, you guys absolutely knocked it out of the park there. And then also, we're hearing about season ticket holders getting some perks and also fans just showing up to an XFL game and getting more. Than a football, be uh, a ticket to a football. So game. so experience.
1: So uh, on on one end of the spectrum, you have tickets in every market except for New York, starting at twenty dollars, and New mm-hmm. York they start at twenty five. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, um, fans will be able to uh, buy a premium seating experience for one hundred and forty five dollars. Right. So it, it's it's not just access to getting into the game, but it's also access to, for those who want it, a club experience that uh, they couldn't otherwise afford. Um, And then with all of that, to your point, we're also um, uh, creating ways to get fans closer uh, and close to the game they love. So uh, right now, if you buy a season ticket membership, um, you are getting a VIP uh, field access pass. Um, I worked Uh, uh, for an NFL team for a number of years and I can tell you that on game day the one thing that people wanted more than anything else was to just get on the field even for a minute even for a minute and a photograph and what we're attempting to do is to make that type of experience um, open accessible uh, to more people than ever before because it is a thrill and and I think that uh, being on an XFL field is going to be a thrill. So that's just one way that we're we're trying to again make good on um, the promise of ultra accessibility.
0: And you're really, you know, that's I think a great way of just reaching out to fans and bringing them into being a part of the team. Actually letting them on the field, you feel like you are part of whatever team you're there to see or support. And I think the community outreach part of this uh, this with each team is going to be fascinating to watch grow. Uh, Well, Does the league plan on having any local media partners? Maybe with some, we've seen some giveaways already. Uh, Some teams are are putting together, is there going to be more of that?
1: So that's all in process. Um, Our national media partners, uh, ABC and Fox and ESPN, um, uh, ABC and Fox all have affiliates in the markets that we're in. Uh, Our team presidents have already been engaged with those affiliates. Those uh, will essentially be local media partnerships to support what we're doing nationally and beyond that. Um, you know, stay tuned to see w- what else uh, we're we're able to craft in in year one. Um, but we're we're feeling good about where we are and, and where we're headed.
3: What about the uh, social media aspect of it all? Right, Heather Brooks, Carrots, and Ryan Gustafson of Seattle—they've uh, gone on Facebook, Instagram. You know, just trying to reach out to fans. Is that something that that the league is trying to push hard for the other team presidents to do as well, to to get them to interact with people in a much more 21st century type way.
1: So you know, there's I'd say um, an an open mindset to um, trial and error and experimentation, and and each of our teams really represents in a way uh, a living laboratory uh, for what our best practices may end up becoming. And each team president has a different expertise, a different personality, a different. Point of view about what they think they should be focusing on, uh, and we welcome all of that. There's some prescribed activities, of course, but there's a lot of opportunity for the team presidents to um, to try some new things that maybe they're trying before other teams are trying. And and we're not we're not you know overly regulating that. We're saying okay, you know if you've got a great idea and you know it makes good sense, give it a shot. We'll see if it works. I mean I think Heather was the first president to camp out at a Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> and invite fans. And and that wasn't something, you know, we said, go do. It was something she said, hey, I'm, I want to go do this. And we're like, great, go do it. And now it's it's happening across, I think, every market. Um, so uh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, I'd say, market-to-market variance in exactly how we come to life and how we express ourselves. There'll be some things that we're, uh, sort of leading from the home office, as I like to call it, uh, but we've hired eight rock star presidents um, uh, for for really one reason, because we believe they're the right people to crack the code for their team in their market. And and there's a lot of partnership and collaboration uh, with them, and and we all work together really as one team. That's one of the benefits of you know this sort of single entity model, and. Um, I would expect to see on social media, in live events, in community relations, uh, a lot of different things coming out of each team. And I think you will then start to see in the years ahead um, a set of uh, commonly embraced best practices uh, for the league and all of its teams.
3: We had Heather on our show not too long ago, and she said the opportunity to do this with a blank sheet of paper and how you're... Uh, you know how you approach this and the and the leeway you're you're giving these presidents to figure out what the best method is for their markets is
0: actually quite amazing. The League of Yes, as Commissioner Oliver Luck likes to say. Um the TV partners were announced a while ago and you've been working with them ever since. How's that been and how do you expect them to assist you in in the goal we've been talking about today with fan engagement.
1: Sure, I mean it's it's been great to, to work with um uh, these companies as um, our our partners in, in standing up this league, um, uh, you know, uh, two organizations, uh, Fox and and ESPN ABC that um, know football so well, know how to present football uh, as well as they do. Fox, I think, you know, in addition to The Simpsons was built <laughs> on football, right? Uh, and I think Oliver said that to you uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, uh, it, it's it's an honor, it's a privilege. They're partners to us. Uh, they're in it deep with us, uh, and, and they've already been um, great collaborators, and we're just getting started. So stay tuned, but I think uh, our telecasts will be great, and uh, I think you'll see a lot of um, XFL uh, promotion and love coming from, uh, from the partners, and, and we're excited about that.
0: From accessibility on the television, online, getting into the stadium, the XFL. To an immediate room at headquarters. Though. Giving us our own war room. <laughs> XFL definitely is all about fan engagement. President and CEO Jeffrey Pollock, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Great to be with you guys. I hope you'll have me back. And, uh, again, thank you for all that you're doing. This is the first podcast I think I've ever done, so maybe on a future episode, I get to interview you a little bit. We would love it. We we would love that. We'll see.
0: Well, you know why? They're listening. That's right. (laughs) All All right, everybody. Thank you. XFL president, Jeffrey Pollack there. Our interview with him during the XFL draft. Uh, We took a, a moment to really dive deep into some fan interaction stuff there. And I think, by far, Bryant, the coolest thing I took from that conversation with him was just how, like, how many, like, he used the word rock stars, like, really how many awesome people they have in each city, uh, you know, quarterbacking the the city interaction, the, uh, you know, initiatives, the, the marketing, the, the, the getting involved in every, like, you have been involved with Heather Brooks Carrots. Now, sh- you have experienced her awesome personality and in the seven other cities like those are the types of people they have all over this league like really innovative uh forward-thinking people that i think uh you know are working with jeffrey pollock in the league office and and coming up with great ideas to to reimagine not only the game but how a league uh treats its fans
3: it was so cool for him to mention that um, Heather's first, you know, interaction was going to a Buffalo Wild Wings in in, in uh, Carson, California, and I was there for it. It's, it's kind of cool to to see the mindset that this uh, league is having towards interacting with fans and interacting with their communities. Really, you hire these uh, presidents that are so familiar with their communities. We talked about it before, and really, there's no there's no rules. You know, I said he's you know Jeffrey Pollock is the the mastermind behind all this. But in reality, the mastermind's letting everyone else do what they need to do to make this happen. And that was some cool perspective on that end. And then just what fans can expect and, and the different um how wanna put this the different ways the the XFL is going to reach out to a fan or interact with a fan or allow them to enjoy themselves at a game and not just a football game. We've talked to Heather many times on the show as well, where she's, you know, basically said, This is not just a football game. And and you're going to be able to come to this game with the family. You can get four tickets for 100 bucks for most of these cities. And, and just sit back and have a great time. Because it's not just going to be a football game. It's going to be an experience that fans have not seen yet when it comes to professional football.
0: Thanks to Jeffrey Pollack for sitting down with us during our time there at the XFL's headquarters draft week. Uh, he was a super busy man while we were there. And he uh, you yes. know, came into our little conference room they gave us and and really took the time to... Uh, give us a lot of insight, and that was absolutely awesome. And we have uh, some more conversations to be had, Bryant. Uh, Jake has skedaddled uh, on the on this week's recording because, uh, well, he's he's got he's got I think he like a yard or something. He's helping his grandma or someone. I, I, he's doing. He's a good. He's a very <laughs> he's a family man. He's a very very kind hearted individual, and he had something to do. <laughs> so with that said, it's just you and I. To really examine this super interesting question that popped up on a radio interview with one of the voices of the XFL, it is this week's Hot Read. Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to let you know about a brand new football podcast that myself, Vince, and his wife, Pam, started. We want more people to hop on board and start listening because we are talking college football on a national scale with a very extreme pit panther bias it's called the hail to pit podcast and yes we do focus a lot on the pit panthers but if you just want to hear us talk more football if you want a place to go listen to some college football talk check out the hail to pit podcast available on all podcast platforms whether it's apple google spotify you name it it's out there subscribe today hail to pit podcast it is brought to you by pretty easy podcasts and it is absolutely Free of charge. Subscribe and review today. Hail to Pitt. Blue 58!
2: Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair!
3: Pepper, Flip. Caliber. Motown, Happy, Jolly, Drunk, Buster, Bird, Tiger! Uh, he's got a Hound 2 Rodney, I think.
0: Steve Levy will be the voice of the XFL for ESPN when they are covering the league. I believe he's on the Saturday team, correct, Bryant? I mean, we talked about this last week. Steve Levy, who, if you're like Bryant and I and huge hockey fans... You know, he, he's done a lot of good hockey stuff for ESPN. He's been there pretty much our, I mean, almost our entire lives of consuming ESPN content is, uh, you know, early 30-somethings. But Steve Levy will be calling XFL games, and this week was on the Dan Levitard show and said something interesting and had me thinking, Bryant, that we need to talk about this because really the XFL's success is great for all of football in general just the sport itself i think the xfl doing well is a good thing and anybody who's a fan of football should be rooting for the xfl as a spring league and steve levy kind of said as much in his interview on the dan lebertard show when asked why the xfl will work he said quote vince mcmahon a disney b fox c and i think the nfl wants this to work i really do end quote that is really something to think about bryant the nfl of of if anybody if you know as a football entity it's unto itself would it root for the xfl as fans we can but that's a business the nfl that's something we need to talk about Does the nfl really want the xfl to work out and succeed this coming spring um okay Here's what
3: I'll do. I'll do this first, real quick, to get this out of the way. Alan, do you, do you agree with his order of the first three? I, I'd almost want to throw an A2 in there and throw Oliver Look. <laughs> yeah. A2, right?
0: You got uh, it. Okay. You got it. A1, A1, Vince McMahon. A2, A2 everyone oh, no, that no. Vince McMahon has really put in, into yeah. the building in Stamford that's working on the XFL. Because, like Jeffrey Pollock said during our interview, we just played rock stars.
3: Yeah, that you, we don't have, you know, all, all, all due respect to Bruce Pritchard, we don't have him out here, you know, trying to figure out how to inter, uh, create content for the, for the league before kickoff. So you, all the people that he has hired, will put that up there. All right, the question presented in front of me. NFL, does the NFL want, to, want the XFL to succeed? Yes. 100% do I think the NFL wants the XFL to succeed? Absolutely, because it's going to be just another free filter of players that are going to get game time, and the, and the NFL is going to be able to pick apart the, the league as much as they can, as much as the XFL will allow them, I guess, as, as well, too, uh, going into the NFL. But the reasons behind the NFL's want for this league to, to succeed does not help the XFL in any way, shape, or form.
0: Do, what do you mean by that?
3: So what I'm saying is the NFL wants the XFL to succeed, but for the reasons they want it to succeed, those reasons are not going to help the XFL in any way. Meaning the XFL has the support of Oliver Luck, I mean Oliver Luck, Vince McMahon, well Oliver Luck, I guess, yeah, Fox, Disney, they have the support of those companies. They're not going to have the support of the NFL. The NFL is going to want them to succeed, but they're going to stay afar and and kind of just, you know, they're not going to promote this. Obviously, they're not going to do anything to help the XFL. The NFL wants us to to selfishly uh, succeed for their own reasons. I think the XFL needs to stay clear of whatever reasons the NFL wants us to, wants us to succeed and, and kind of stay focused on their own game.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. The XFL needs to worry about what control what you can control. If you're talking about an actual football game, you want to just go out there, execute your game plan. But in terms of the NFL being this just Leviathan, monstrous entity that can really influence a whole lot. And if it was rooting against the XFL, that would not be a good thing. But the fact that the NFL might want the XFL to work out is something to consider. I think it's interesting that Steve Levy brings up because the NFL does have a vested interest in what? It's talent. In players coming into the league and being ready to play and play What are those three words that Oliver Luck always says? Good, crisp football. Good, crisp football. The NFL wants good, crisp football, and the fact that the XFL is going to be playing outside of the NFL season and is completely self-reliant and an entity unto itself, developing players, the NFL should want that to work out because that means that there will be more good football players out there for the NFL maybe to one day employ and we do know that the XFL has a a pretty positive outlook when it comes to players in their league eventually one day becoming NFL players. Yeah XFL Oliver Luck everyone involved have not made any bones about that being a reality. So with that considered and, and considering that this league is gonna really give not just the league tape to look at but players reps I think the player development aspect is huge. And, oh, yes, you bring that up. Rules, broadcasting innovations. The NFL already, once upon a time, took from the XFL, learned from it, and, you know, enjoyed the fruits of the XFL's labor back in 2001, Bryant, So the NFL should have a vested interest in that. Because if it's good, as they say, steal it. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> again the, the reasons the nfl is invested for with the xfl has nothing to do with su- the success of the xfl right the xfl should you know kind of keep its own well hold on let me think. you know what it actually you know maybe the xfl should take this mindset of let's try to be a minor league to the nfl and let's just put all of our eggs in that basket and just hopefully they'll make us a part of them
0: uh, no, because that, that works right is that not work. a real business, as someone once said.
3: <laughs> That's why the XFL has to stay clear of the NFL. Because as much as you would like the partnership and the the the, the success at the NFL, like that is, you're right. That is this huge giant of a machine that just keeps rolling and raking in the money every season. You you have to stay clear because you're not the NFL. You're not trying to be a minor league. The, the NFL hasn't had a minor league for a reason. Cause it's not that it doesn't need one. It just doesn't want one that it has to support. And so the XFL is going to stay on their own game plan. That's what Vince McMahon has kind of said that we are, we are ourselves. We are going to do our own thing and and succeed on our own terms. We're going to, you know, we're going to live or die based on what we do and not what others do. So yes. Do I want, does the NFL want the XFL to succeed? Absolutely. Just not for the same reasons the XFL would like to have, um, in terms of a, a partner, I guess you could say, because the NFL is definitely not that.
0: I mean, I'm trying to come up with like an analogy that 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 will highlight why this makes sense for the NFL to want the XFL to be something that just is totally self-sufficient, self-reliant, but also something that they could they can be informed on that they can you know take from or maybe just think about, um, you know, work unofficially in tandem with and i think i've come up with this so i don't know say you're someone in their early 30s what the best the ideal scenario for you for say an early 30 something who maybe in the united states is going to get married and plans on having kids the best case scenario is to have a friend who's in a similar situation that has a kid before you and then you see what they do and maybe you could draw on some of the mistakes and successes they have and then uh, implement your own plan so that you're more prepared as a parent, not to uh, get too meta here, Brian.
3: Sounds like a very familiar situation.
0: Smart, right? That's smart thinking, right?
3: (laughs) It is smart thinking.
0: So in this case, to be blunt, in this case, you're the XFL and I would be the NFL. (laughs) because <laughs> you are planning on having a kid soon. And I'm going to watch all the things you do wrong and then maybe in a couple years uh, enact my own plan.
3: Good, crisp parenting is what I'm looking forward to in the spring of 2020. Uh, you're right, Alan. It is true, though. You, you want to learn from other people's uh, experiences. I won't just say mistakes, but you know the, the XFL in 2001 had mistakes, but they also had some positives. And I try to mention that to people every once in a while that the XFL... Did some things that the nfl is doing now seamlessly they took them and they and they, and they ran with them the x the XFL this time around is going to be doing the same thing and in innovating the game and bringing things that the nfl maybe has thought of but really just could never incorporate for whatever reason and now the nfl is going to be watching they might be watching from a distance but they are going to be watching and and the xfl the more it succeeds the more um this good crisp football uh, analogy or, or saying good crisp, crisp life yeah. The NFL will listen even more,
0: and if you know you feel like, well, there's no official uh, interaction between these leagues. There's nothing to really, uh, you know, link them, and how this relationship will work, and whether find out whether or not the NFL actually does want the league to, to succeed. I think there is a way to do that, and that's by looking at the players who already were drafted by the XFL and are also currently on NFL practice squads. Observing the way these players' uh, trajectories go, uh, what path they go on, how they're treated by the NFL, how they're treated by the XFL, what kind of issues arise with these certain players—that uh, should tell us a lot, Bryant. I mean, there were three what? Three first-round picks by the DC Defenders that are currently on NFL rosters or practice squads, right?
3: Yeah three first round picks that the DC defenders had are all on a practice squad. Now, it's not to say that they're not going to be on the field for the DC defenders, you know, in February, but that's some talent that that, that you never know what could happen, and, and, and that's a good sign, I guess, for the success and the partnership. Well, I, can't, I want to say partnership. The success and the The motive for why the NFL would want this, the relationship, but I would also say the motive of why the NFL wants this is to succeed.
0: So these players: Rashard Davis, the first pick uh, wide receiver for DC; Kyle Murphy, a tackle; James Vodders, linebacker. Watching players like that, and all and the uh, and litany really of other players that are currently on NFL practice squads or rosters that were drafted in the XFL. Watching how they're treated, how the NFL goes about. You know, maybe uh, recognizing their tenure in the XFL and, 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 you know, reciprocally the XFL recognizing their NFL status. That'll tell you a lot about how these leagues are going to work together unofficially, whether or not the NFL really wants the XFL to work, cares if it works. And I I think Steve Levy is kind of saying the right thing here, because who wouldn't want players to be able to develop and, and get better? who wouldn't want a, an, an entire other league to also experiment where maybe you can't afford to experiment if you're the NFL. There's a lot of things to look at in that regard. And I think that was a pretty wise of him to say that, even though he also, in this interview with Dan Lebertard Bryant uh, said, I really don't know too much about the XFL in terms of the rules and what I'll be doing as the, the voice, but he's super hyped and ready for it. And that's probably because the rule book's not officially out. Uh, someone needs to get Steve Levy the show. Do you think? I, I, don't, I doubt he's listening. I hope he has time to. But if anybody knows Steve Levy, voice of the XFL for ESPN, get him a get him the link to the show because we'll inform him on a bunch of stuff that's going to be going on with the league. He'll be calling.
3: Oh yeah, you know, if you if you need some information and you need to keep uh, keep up to date with the XFL, there's been ninety four ninety five weeks of episodes that you can be listening to uh, right here. Uh, Steve, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tag him about every day this week to see if he actually catches on Alan. Um, but you're right, the, the league has played stuff close to the chest just because they don't want is it close to the chest or close to the vest? Close I, to the vest?
0: I say Vest.
3: <laughs> the vest. Is it best close to the vest? Uh when it comes to releasing information because they don't you know the, the league stop it back there. The league doesn't um uh, want we put it we put it nicely a couple episodes ago. I basically is the league doesn't want all this information out there because they don't know one, if it's final two, if it's actually good and three, if they're going to go with it. So why, you know, put this rule book out there. I understand why Steve Levy doesn't have that much information. I'm just hoping that uh, he he knows enough when it comes to kickoff in February, which I have no doubt that he actually will.
0: <laughs> yes, he should. Um, it's, it's a patience thing is all it is. And uh, that was a, a really fun, uh, discussion i think that stemmed from listening to that interview with with him and it was super short just him talking about you know what he's going to be doing with the XFL and that like kind of sparked me to say let's talk about this to you got to you guys this week fortunately we couldn't have Jake for the convo Bryant but uh it sounds like a poll question to me um is the XFL's is the XFL's success ultimately just as a spring league for the sport of football in general a good thing should should, if you love football, should you be rooting for the XFL? I mean, that should be a resounding yes, I would say. Steve Levy said it. And hopefully people at the NFL offices even are saying it. And uh, we'll see what you say as football freaks as well. At XFL show on uh, social media, on Twitter will be the poll question. Um, Brian, another show, 96 episodes, plus some 96 episodes. Extra stuff, too. In the books
3: uh that is a lot alan we'll put up that poll question that you mentioned and also you're right we, we should have had this conversation with jake and maybe even vince we'll probably throw that on the patreon if we can get some time with them this week uh go so go check that out patreon.com forward slash this is the xfl show 95 weeks of episodes alan we keep churning them out uh we didn't even really get to the supplemental draft that's supposed to be happening at the at friday of this week coming up uh so many things to be had i'm sure we're gonna get some information on that as well um you're right we did have to cut some things from this show man what are we going to do with all this information? XFL.com. Make sure you're checking that out. Uh, YouTube. I always tell people, go to YouTube. This is the XFL show um, to, to get all these different things that we talk about. You know, you could have already listened to the Pollock interview if you went to
0: our YouTube channel.
3: But, hey, it's here anyway. So just go and check that out. Subscribe. We do a lot of live
0: gimmicks there, too, as well. Next week, supplemental draft and uh, uh, more good crisp interviews coming your way a whole lot of excitement here on this is the XFL show. Brian's been alluding to it. Uh, eventually there will be the feed is going to be, you know, getting more uh <laughs> for you there. I mean there's going to be more shows flat out like two a week, maybe more because I mean we we could have done a whole show about I mean, Pep Hamilton, I think, has a good inside game that Cardell Jones was not ready for. And we could have done an entire show about that. Coaches playing their quarterbacks and pick up basketball. But the <laughs> XFL.com is like seriously super fun. Like we're ending the show. I'm gonna go there and just kind of click around and have some uh, some some fun looking at what's on there. Uh wanna thank Jeffrey Pollack, of course, from even though it was weeks ago, our interview was just super illuminating and awesome. To sit down with him. He is a crazy busy man. And uh, we want to thank you. The uh, football freaks. Listening to the show. Telling your friends about it. Anybody ever strikes up a conversation with you about football. Or you do it yourself. And you mention the XFL. And someone wants to know more about it. Please tell them about the show. And tell them to subscribe on any podcast platform of their choosing. And follow us at XFL show. We have huge plans for from next week and beyond because we are 12 weeks from kickoff and counting and we're gonna ride this thing all the way through with you for Bryant, for jake i'm alan this is the xfl show remember they're listening